This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Tom Jackson's new song, Lost Souls, is out. We replay part of the conversation from last week and we highlight his work. We also get into the conversation around Kamloops residential school discoveries as an election issue. On a case you missed it with Ryan O'Donnell, Blue Jays are smoking hot and there are a slew of new Metallica covers to dig into. Ryan is not pleased. Plus, are you okay with being patriotic? Now let's get into are you okay? Are you okay with five-year anniversary gifts from work? I don't, I've never lasted that long anywhere. No, you haven't, huh? Uh, <laughs> I worked at EB Games for almost like eight years total. And the best thing I ever got from them um, was I got a 25-cent raise one time. Well, that's one amazing. Time. 25 After cents. After my first year. Wow. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Surprised you didn't stick around. Yeah. Um, that being said, I've worked at radio stations where the only raise I got in like five years was <laughs> nothing. So um, it's my five-year anniversary working here. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'm curious what everyone else, you know, they offer a gift, which is fine. I'm grateful for the gift, whatever it is. And there's some really fun things that they offer as a gift, but I find it some of it so strange. They do the classic things like a bracelet or a ring. They've got some... Uh, more basic watches, stuff like that, right? If uh, For the folks who like pearls, they've got some pearls and stuff like that. So that to me seems like a corporate congratulations, thanks for for working here and your hard work. That seems like, a, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then they've got some real life things, like a walk. That seems really, like luggage. That seems like a Nice. Pretty. Oh, I need right? luggage. Some luggage. Yeah, I need luggage. I need luggage really bad. I got. I guess I got to wait another three or four years here. Yeah. But then there's other things that I think are really funny. Um, and I, you have to have to put this together when you when you look at it this way. Thanks for your hard work and five years of service. Would you like a Black and Decker stud sensor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I've got wow. one of those. They're very good. Yeah. Um, so I think that that seems weird to me that you, that that's a, I don't know. Thanks for five years of service. Would you like a travel humidifier? Oh, I did that. Okay. Yeah. My you dad know? would love one of those. Mm-hmm. There's something right. for everyone here. That's what you need yeah. to take away from this. It's, okay. It's like the price is right. You know how there's the one really spectacular showcase and the other one's yeah, kind of right. got weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the stuff <laughs> that the other companies crazy. paid to get on the show, right? Yeah. Uh, thanks for five years of service. Uh, would you like an electronic retractable iron? We could use one, yeah. I guess. Wait, um, so there's no cro- steam? It's just like a little... I don't know. <laughs> croquet set? Is that really Canadian? Like croquet? Like, is that something that... Bocce ball? Oh, bocce ball's Whoa. fun. That's really fun, yeah. yeah. Bocce ball. I already have a bunch nice. of Nice. Um, a laundry hamper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's weird. That is, it <laughs> better on. be That's like weird. a really nice one. Because I mean, I just like got a... one from like Superstore that was like seven bucks or something. Plastic. Yeah. Gift yeah. basket. Like there's some fancy juice, juice blender things that are they're probably expensive. Oh, yeah. You know, so there's some nice things on here. But um, I don't know. Like... Hot tools, one-step blowout, detachable volumizer brush. 
What does that do? It sounds oh. like something for my hair. It's something that you would love there, bald guy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting at my five years. I don't know what they're saying here, but after five years, you can get one. These are expensive in general, but you can get one kettlebell vinyl coated 30 pound weight. Just one, eh? Mm. Just one. Well, you work in radio. We know you need it. That's what yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. They're, they're trying to tell me something here. Uh, would you like some noise-canceling headphones? No, thanks. I steal the ones from work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, what brand are they? Are they, are they like a nice brand? Uh, like a Sony on the picture. Ooh, that, nice they brand. make the best, man. Well, yeah. not the best, but for bargain? Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And in case you're really wondering what five years of service gets you, if you ever really wanted a uh, flared 11-inch vase for flowers. A vase. Right. Go out with your croquet shirt. Thank you for the vase. Yeah. Anyway, I think uh, I think it's neat. I like I, I'm not ungrateful, although there is I'm gotta be telling you there is a 14 inch Smoky Joe uh, barbecue briquette barbecue that I think would be pretty perfect for for uh, picnics and stuff. Barbecue would be sweet. Yeah. Well, it's like a little 14 inch one that's about that big, and it takes briquettes. But it would be fun for cooking two burgers at a time at a picnic. That's quite a diversity of. It items. Is. Yeah, I and like I don't them. want to sound ungrateful because I'm not ungrateful. I will happily, with a smile on my face, pick something from this list, and it will be cool. I just find it to be strange, very strange. Of course, it could be worse. There are many companies out there that offer you, here's your five-year pin with the company logo on it to wear on your suit. Thanks for your service. <laughs> is it made of gold? Because I'd like to melt it down. There's a point you get to when you're working for a company, though, where it just seems to get to too much, like too far. Right, I'm all for support the company. Absolutely. The company supports me. I can support the company. No problem. It just seems weird. Although I will tell you that if you do this right, I still have my grandfather's retirement watch. And I think it was the Canadian Nickel Company in Flin Flon. I don't know if that's what they were called at the time. But I have his, I have my dad gifted it to me. I have my grandfather's Omega retirement watch. That's nice. I right? wear I wear my grandfather's 15 years at Sun Life financial ring every day. It was the only thing of his that I yeah. have. And I love this ring. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's some okay. cool stuff. There's some cool memories you can make from that. Or I, yep, laundry hamper. I should get mm-hmm. something for like 20 jobs in, in five years. Yeah, yeah, all, pitch in. all the companies <laughs> all should get together and yeah, pitch in. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Hey, I can get you a laundry basket if you like. Oh, nice. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay with being patriotic? In subtle ways. There's a time and a place. That's kind of how I go, Wyatt. You know, during the Olympics, something unlocks within. You become like super Canadian. Uh, Or if like, you know, you do something really cool or like, you know, stuff with Layla Fernandez at the... uh, U.S. Open, absolutely, but like, I don't know. It's not like a necessity of my day to day life. I like to be patriotic when it when I feel that yeah. the time is right. Does that make sense? Yeah. By definition, it does make me ask this question: um, showing love for your country and being proud of it is the uh, that's the Cambridge one, which is always more casual. 
um, having or expressing devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. So I'm all for it, except for the vigorous part. I think the time and place for your vigorousness is probably yes. Yeah. But important. I would say expressing devotion. I think so. I would yeah. think to think I'm patriotic as a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think. Yeah, I say A a lot. Yeah, me That's too. I, I Boy, listen to road apples loudly on the bus. That's tragically like, him. Yeah, there there it is. Yeah. Very patriotic. Yeah. Rush. If there is one nation on earth that wears its patriotism like a massive, absurdly aggressive suit of armor, it's the United States of America. And that patriotism saved uh, one of a cat's nine lives on Saturday in, guess what state? Florida. Hey. What does it mean to be from Florida? Florida. Straight drill. <laughs> We'd like to take a moment and thank Florida for the constant contribution to the shift. In this story, though, the cat somehow got into a hard rock stadium in Miami and then got caught by one of, uh, then got caught by one of its paws off the facade of yeah. the, then got caught by one of its paws. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure that grammar is weird. Uh, off the facade of the upper deck in the first quarter. But there were some truly American fans waiting underneath to make the best catch of the game by using an American flag. Here's more from local 10 news Miami. The cat was dangling perilously from a wire underneath the seats at the University of Miami Hurricanes home opener against the Appalachian State Mountaineers last night. The fans began screaming as the feline dropped an estimated 30 feet, but their horror turned to jubilation as the fans below caught the cat and everyone cheered. Cromer and his wife Kimberly each held two corners of the American flag to break the cat's fall, saving its life on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Well, it was so quick. I mean, you, I felt a, a big tug and then the, the corner of my left hand just kind of went out and that's when the cat fell down below. And how do you feel about being called a hero? Uh, I think anybody would have done it. Um, and actually, my wife's more the hero. She bring, she's the one that brings the flag to the game every time. America. Okay. okay, so first of all, I admire them bringing the flag to the game every game. That every part's game. cool. I'll give you that part. That part's cool. I don't think you can talk about the anniversary of 9-11 and saving a cat and calling that guy a hero in the same piece and keep that one balanced. I don't think that's I, quite the same. I agree with you. It's just the optics of the fact that at a football game on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a cat fell from the top balcony and was caught by an American flag. It's just kind of like, and it happened in Florida. It's just kind of like, of course, this would happen. Well, they, they land on their feet all the time. What's the big deal? If it was a dog, well, not, if, they, if, if there was a dog that fell from the balcony, you better catch the dog because the dog is too dumb. He's going to land on his head. I tell you, though, right? if you watch the video, which is this video is crazy. That cat probably would not have landed very okay. well. It was very right. high up. Seems weird to me to call them a hero on the anniversary of 9-11. I think that's, yeah, that's fair. That's, a weird that's very fair. I'm googling these uh, these the value on Amazon of all these different things. Probably not cool of me. Are you okay? Are you okay with Safaris? Uh, it sounds like the name of like a graphic design company. You know, their ads is like, "We'll put you forward 
in today's ever-moving world, Safaris, visions for you. Wow, that was very good. Was, <laughs> That's what it also, sounds like. That's a typo. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay with safaris? Oh, okay, that makes more it. sense because I was like, yeah. I can't, I don't know what that is. But safaris, mm. yeah, if they're natural ones, sure, whatever. You know, go mm-hmm. out, go out like a little the- wild and see them in their natural habitat. Don't go to that place in Ontario. Oh, you're not gonna like the clip I have lined up. <laughs> the uh, I'm a I'm not a big fan of the browser. I'm much more of a Chrome or Firefox. But oh, mm, I agree. Agreed. You know, the browser yeah, is terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very bad. Actually, you know, it's not that bad on the phone. I don't understand how it could be so terrible everywhere else, but it's not that bad on the phone. That's weird. Uh, okay, let's just hit the clip. I know. Catchy jingle those places too. The best jingle. Mm. I grew up with that jingle, man. But I only went there once, and I was like, "This is lame. Where are the lions? And why are they in Canada? It's like ten degrees outside. (laughs) Why are they here?" (laughs) Uh, The reason why uh, DJ BK struggles with this one is he used to work at an animal type park and took a stand against it. Is that fair enough to say? Yes. Getting you in trouble? Yeah. Causing any breaches of. Non-disclosure that might have been enforced upon people who blow whistles. Uh, oh, I've got nothing enforced upon me. I could say Sweet. a whole lot more. I just <laughs> this chorus doesn't. They would prefer. Yeah, we don't. That need, I don't. <laughs> we don't need to do. Yeah, cause any undue trouble. Uh, not specifically African lion safari isn't in, in Ontario. Just safaris in general. You can travel <laughs> to Africa to see the animals in the wild, like the real wild. Or if you're in Washington, you can just look out your back window because there is a pack of zebras. On the loose. Here's more from News 4. We went and talked to a family who actually took some video of the zebras. And then just a few minutes ago, I got off the phone with Animal Control. And finally, I think I know the whole story. But take a look at this video. This is some video that was shot by a family called the the Curling Family of Upper Marlboro. Uh, One of their daughters, Layla, happened to be looking out the window and saw what she said initially was a deer. And then she took, you know, a double take and said, wait a minute. No, that's a zebra. Then I called 311. <laughs> oh, what did they say? Oh, she thought I was crazy. Yeah. She thought I was crazy. She she paused for a long minute. I said, ma'am, I'm not drinking. I have not had any drugs. I had zebras in my backyard walking on a train track. And she paused again a long time. And she said, okay, here's the number. Because I was like, how in the world could there be zebras yeah. here in Upper Marlboro? Okay, can we hear the first part of that? Because this guy is like way too, he's way too Jersey Shore about these zebras. Can you play that beginning? We went and talked to a family who actually took some video of the zebras. And then just a few minutes ago, I got... He says the zebras. (laughs) Wait, no. No, he doesn't. He does. Play it again. We went and talked to a family who actually took some video of the zebras. No. He does. They're zebras, man. They're my zebras. Oh, I hate that. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> I can't believe I didn't notice that. That's oh, like my the... goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, the story is the why there are zebras and zebros in Washington. Turns out the zebros are legally owned and apparently escaped from a farm. Uh, they're now in a field, and they're going to try to get them fed and corral them and take them home. I just thought because the Washington Zoo has no gates. Oh. Yeah, you'd think. But. There's no gates on the Washington Zoo because you can just walk in. There's no. Wait, like, wait, seriously? Yeah, it's free. 
So oh, I'm assuming, maybe, oh. yeah, maybe there's a gate that closes at nighttime, I suppose. But yeah, you can just walk in. I it's free. So. It costs you a fortune to park there, but those national monuments are free. So that's cool. Yeah, the charge for parking. Uh, we have time. Yep. Are you on? Oh, nah. Yeah. Let's just get. Just play the no. clip then. Actually, yeah. Play the clip. Oh, Lee Bros. Sixty-two. Bingo! 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 Z Bros. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay with Bingo? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. times. Good times. I I like old school Dauber Bingo though. None of this iPad crap. Yeah, that oh. yeah, you gotta do it old school. It's one of those games, I think it's like bocce ball. Where when I was growing up, it's like, oh, that's for people who are in their 40s or 50s. I don't care. I want to play video games. And then mom would take me to play bingo. And I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty great. It's great. Okay. A group of Republicans in Indiana recognize that bingo is awesome. They're using bingo to fundraise. Here's more from 16 News Now. There'll be 10 winners each winner will uh, win a gun. Party officials tell me there are six handguns and four long guns available to win that they have purchased from local dealer to bear arms. County Chairman Mike Reagan points out it's not a gun giveaway. We're not actually having the guns in our possession. We're not turning a gun over to anybody. The process of obtaining the gun would be what you would normally do if you would go to a gun dealer and buy a gun. You have to be 21, you can't be a felon. Sheriff Kyle Dukes, who is running for re-election on the Republican ticket next year, explains why he supports the fundraiser, one amid an ongoing debate nationwide about access to firearms. The gun debate here, uh, um, you know, in the United States uh, that we're having today, um, you know, it's it's one of those that... Uh, you know, where we don't want the shootings, we don't want the mass shootings, we don't, you know, we don't, but again, um, the right to bear arms is extremely important, and I, and I take that very seriously, Sheriff, here in Kosciuszko County. Dukes says state and federal laws will be followed at this event. Background checks will be conducted. Uh, we don't want the shootings, but free gun for you. <laughs> Bingo, pew, pew. This is the Shift Podcast. Last week here on The Shift, we had Tom Jackson on, a Canadian Christmas lover with a hero on Carol. <laughs> he's a singer. He's an actor. He's been in all kinds of shows lately, actually. He's got a show with Liam Neeson that he did. And uh, he was also on Outlander. If you um, if you know Outlander, what a fantastic... I love Outlander. It's one of my favorite shows. And he was on there, too, Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. And he told us last week that he's working on a follow-up to that. So we had Tom on uh, because, A, he's awesome. B, Tom and I shared dinner a long time ago, and I've never reached out to catch up. So I wanted to do that. And he is uh, hes such an interesting man. Tom wrote a song. It's kind of a spoken word mix with a song called Lost Souls. It's around Kamloops and the 215 unmarked graves that were uh, discovered there. And so they didn't release it until Friday because of the business machine of music releases and all that stuff has to be done. We didn't play it. And I wanted to play it for you tonight. But to reset it, I have not uh, taken the entire interview from last week. I have edited down to just sort of the beginning as we talked about um, Tom's wife, Allison, and how uh, remarkable she is to him. And then I asked him about Lost Souls and what it all means 
And so my conversation for you before we play Lost Souls with Canadian Tom Jackson on the shift. Here's kind of how it went. I am awesome and then some. And it's almost embarrassing for one to say that in these times, but uh, um, I'm very happy living in, in my personal wonderland. And I have my own Wonder Woman to go with it. Well, you know, it's funny because I, when I was looking up your info to, to reconnect with you, I remembered you telling me about, telling me about Allison. And I remembered the name of your company and all the things that you had shared with me. And that was the biggest thing that I remembered from our conversation was us talking about your Allison and this, this partner in crime, if you will, that you have in your life. Um, if it's not too private, Tom, since we're here already, um, we just share with us how amazing this person is in, in being with you and supporting you. A couple of things I can tell you that, um, I love her. We've been together for 30 years or more. Um, and I love her more every day. You may not find that plausible, but I love her more every single day, including today. And I once wrote a song was, I think it was only four words, four, four lines. So ain't nobody going to take me away from you. I made up my mind and what's true is true. I'll never love another. And here's the reason why you rescued me and your love made me cry. So if you add that to the other half, that's the length of the song, but I'll tell you the, if you don't know these parts of my world, I, uh, Allison fell in love with a drug addict. I was uh, living in a hole in the ground uh, not long before I met Allison. And so you have to imagine what kind of strength it takes to get from there to where we are today. And I'm not doing anything but bragging on Allison's strength. And if you want to bore yourself, go look at my resume because it doesn't have much to do with me. It has more, a lot to do with Allison. And, um, but there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that bio, in that journey, that, um, that's worth seeing when you're trying to figure out where you fit in the world uh, next to your partner, who these days is called Wonder Woman, and you'll figure out why. She, other ha- she has other attributes too. She, she from time to time is known as Snow White, because there's nothing... And I'm the, I'm the seven dwarfs. <laughs> She's Snow White. I am the seven dwarfs. But there's nothing. We live in the country. Nothing in this lodge um, that it isn't safe. Like everything in this lodge is safe, with the exception of mosquitoes. Huh. <laughs> so how do we start that, Tom? I, I remember when we, the Kamloops news had come out so long ago, it seems like, but only yesterday. And yet... I said, the day that we stop talking about this is the biggest crime of all. There's a point we get to where we've all molded over and we've compartmentalized it in our brains. And then there's a day that we sort of stop talking about it again, which is what has happened all the way through this. So how do we keep it in conversation? And I'm hoping that with that question, you'll also let us know about lost souls. It's really, 
important to recognize that some things are invisible. And we have to make them visible. We have to help them become visible. Some people fall into the invisible category. Some people get depressed. And all of a sudden, they become invisible. And they feel invisible. And it's important for us to go and make them visible. And we don't always have vehicles with which to do that. Well, there is a vehicle. When I heard the, the story about the 215 lost souls in Kamloops, I was in Scotland. And I wrote right there and then the, this piece that I believe can be a vehicle, can help people keep it visible in front of them, keep their lens working, not putting wedges into places that they simply changed the beneficial course that exists. I don't know that there's a better time in history to understand what the word indigenous means. Thank you for being here, Tom. Congratulations on the Lost Souls piece. It is a song, but it's spoken word as well. It's very poetic, and that's my favorite stuff, so I love that. I really appreciate it, man. Okay. <laughs> love you. Later. Bye. Tom Jackson, it's The Shift. I'm Shane Hewitt. This is his latest piece. It's called Lost Souls. Where do lost souls go? 
Where did 215 lost souls go? Souls and Tom Jackson's spoken word song, doesn't matter what you call it, uh, Lost Souls is uh, very unique. If you want to catch that again, you can just search it on YouTube. It is also on our The Shift Radio Show Facebook group for you to check it out. Now, to turn this into current times and what's everything going on with the election, Indigenous Issues has been, it was part of the debate and I found it really strange to watch other people decide what was the right thing to do with indigenous issues. I really did like what Anna Mae Paul had said around all of it was, I think that we need to bring the right people into this conversation. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but we did have a piece that ran this weekend here on Global from Nithu, uh, Nithu Garsha with all of the things around indigenous issues, in particularly Kamloops, and it becoming a top election issue. Chief for Kamloops joined uh, Nitu to discuss the campaign priorities around these topics. So first of all, what is your reaction to what you've seen so far in the federal election campaign and where Indigenous issues seem to stand on the priority list? Well, um, when I'm looking at, you know, where reconciliation is on a priority list, um, you know, what I see is that it has been barely discussed. And, you know, as a community who's in the thick of, the, you know, dealing with the missing children in our caretakership, you know, we understand the very real, um, you know, burden, you know, it places on all communities that have been affected and impacted. So, you know, again, first and foremost, you know, it's about um, grappling with the heart-wrenching um, truth coming to light. It's about the re-traumatization, the Indian residential school survivors, you know, finally being heard after all this time, really heard. And the toll that it has on all our resources from the community members, um, our staff, and our fellow council, you know, dealing with the onslaught of the work, the emotions, 
and you know the additional financial um, demands as well and you know knowing that um, you know there's so much skepticism around reconciliation you know both here at the Kamos de Schwetmik and across Turtle Island as we have collectively you know witnessed um, the glacial pace of the meaningful change by politicians you know, you know, what I'm observing is from what I have witnessed to date, and there is really little to no real discussion other than a few headlines that have been mentioned and tossed around, you know, during the debate. And Cook B. Roseanne, what is your message to the federal leaders who have all vowed to work towards advancing reconciliation and building trust on how they can actually do that? Well, I would say there's a long list of urgent actions that needs to be done. And that's, you know, there's so many that affect us, you know, as First Nations. And, you know, it, it impacts and has affected all of our lives. And so I think, you know, prioritization for the implementation, you know, of the calls to action of the truth and reconciliation on the commissions of Canada, you know, that is extremely important. Um, that the calls to justice of the national inquiry into the missing and murdered Indigenous women as well. And also the work of addressing the many inequities of and treatment of Indigenous peoples in public policy. Um, you got the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal that Canada racially discriminates against First Nations youth and their families. And definitely ending boil water advisories and ensuring that all Indigenous communities have access to safe, clean water. Also, there's the inequitable access to health care and mental health and addiction support. The stories of residential schools and other programs of assimilation tell us that the harms done continue and do exist today. And, you know, those are just some prime examples. So all those need urgent action. How important is it for you uh, being uh, the cookbee of the community that has essentially shocked non-Indigenous Canadians right across this country to have federal leaders visit you in your community and hear you out in your own setting? Well, for us, it is about truth-telling. And for us, it's about having them hear and see for themselves and know what we're dealing with, know the truths that are here directly know that there is still so much pain and trauma that is ongoing and know that, you know, we need to collectively work on that path together moving forward. All right. Cook P. Roseanne again joining us on Global News. Cook P. Roseanne, thank you so much again for your time. That is an interview with Nitu Garsha from Global News. It's the Shift Podcast. He's fresh from his new career as a professional golfer, wearing his baseball hat, and ready to do all the sportsing. It's Ryan O'Donnell, in case you missed it. In case you missed it on the radio, here's... It's all in the head, yeah. O'Donnell. Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, my hips hurt, man. I didn't. I did not use my hips enough, though, while golfing. You, you learn something every time you hit the greens, though. It right? sounds sounds like you used them incorrectly. If they hurt, yeah, I did. They hurt, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. Well, my uncle told me you should never be comfortable while taking a golf swing ever. 
You should always really? be uncomfortable. Yeah. He says the best swings always come when you are the most uncomfortable. And I have never seen a human being hit a golf ball like he can. It's incredible. Really? Like in person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and his I'm swing curious was to talk ridiculous. to your uncle. Yeah, I absolutely, the best golf shots in the world just feel like butter. Don't even feel like you hit a ball. Don't even feel like you took a divot. Don't even feel like you swung the club. It's just like the angels are singing and a unicorn runs in front and there's a rainbow. It's just beautiful. Yeah. The worst or the best putt of the day for me was when I went, I don't care and hit it one handed. I didn't even put both hands on the club. I just nonchalantly hit it and it went straight Mm -hmm. directly to the wall. I was like, did it go right past the windmill or? (laughs) No, it just went perfectly center. Very nice. (laughs) Did it go off the clown's Uh, nose or past the boot? No, no, it went, it went uh, just on the green grass. No, real golf. Oh, I am sorry. pretty good at mini golf, though. I am pretty good at that. <laughs> That's because there's cool things for me to try to get around, like obstacles, like jumps and hoops and stuff. Anyway, in case you missed it, <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays scored 44 runs in 24 hours. Canada's baseball team is on fire, and they are hunting for a playoff spot. Now, I thought they were going to push for it, you know, like a good push, but what they are doing is ridiculous. For example, the Blue Jays scored just 41 times over a 13-game stretch between August and September, and then they (laughs) got a total of 47 runs over the entire weekend. Ridiculous. On Sunday, they capped off a series against the Orioles, which was a little up and down, 22 to seven. Whoa. It's a football 22. score. That is, that's not just a football score. That's like a video game score. When you play a sports video game, you score more. That's like a score I would get if I was playing the baseball video game, which is just ridiculous. There were so many grand slams. It's r- absurd. The Blue Jays are now tied with the Red Sox, who lost on Sunday for the top wildcard spot in the American League, which is exciting. Um, this, this game was, there were so many things happening. I mean, can you imagine being the sportscaster for this game? Not being able to just, I mean, baseball is pretty chill, right? Just sit back. Nothing's really going to happen this inning, but no, this game was not that case. Uh, Mr. Sportscaster, how did the Jays get their first point? He's up to 280 now. And he goes after the first pitch and hits it high into the air in right field and gone! Grand slam! for Guriel. Yeah. Grand slam home run. That's fantastic. Okay. And then what about when they went up 5 nothing? Going high and deep to left. And that ball is gone. Just inside the foul pole. Gone. That's fantastic. Okay. And then what about after that? that? Buck's got the best voice ever. Oh, yeah, Buck. Doesn't he? What, what about after that? The home run. And then after that? The home run. And what about <laughs> after that? The home run. Okay, so basically, wait, how many did they get? 22? Yeah, it was a lot. The Blue Jays kicked some butt. And uh, I think this team is ridiculous, guys. Like, crazy good. I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs. But th- this could, like, if they play like this in the playoffs, we could see the return of playoff baseball in a proper sense to Tirana. Oh, man. Count me in. Well, Love it. You know sports. The big secret is always scoring more points than the other guys. 
Yes, that is the secret. And the Jays are clearly living into that. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Wait, wait, wait. Metallica's... Can we talk about your wait. Blue Jays hat? Like you are so <laughs> supportive of them that you're wearing a Blue Jays hat right now? I am wearing a Blue Jays hat. I Never love this hat. I'm wearing before. the Cooper. No, I'm wearing my Cooperstown. I don't really wear the big baseball hats as much as I used to. I'm wearing my nice Cooperstown vintage series one. I uh, I have a Blue Jays jersey, but I cannot wear it anymore. So your passion uh, for fashion is so impressive. Passion it's for fashion. Boy. It's a very comfortable hat, though. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, my favorite team in full transparency are the Chicago Cubs, but they suck <laughs> immensely. And they traded my favorite player, whose name was stitched onto the side of my hat. So it's been the Blue Jays hat for a while. I'm still a little sour about it. Clearly. In the meantime. Uh, let's talk about Metallica. I am a big Metallica. Metallica fan. I've seen them twice in concert. It's the t- two of the best shows I've ever been to. Uh, it, it, they put on an amazing show, uh, but their discography is Hit or Baltimore Orioles. And by that, I mean Miss and, and Terrible. Uh, let's talk about the Black Album. Metallica or the self-titled Black Album. The album with Ender Sandman and Nothing Else Matters and all that stuff on it. Uh, this album is the best-selling Metallica album. It's probably the best-selling metal album of all time. Number one in 10 countries, four weeks at the top of the Billboard, which is ridiculous for a metal album. Uh, it's one of the best-selling albums worldwide. It's sold over 16 million copies in the United States. And I hate it. <laughs> I really wow. do not like this oh, album. Wow, I hate cool. this album. Uh, I know. I uh, uh, send your complaints, reason, by the way, to Ryan at itstheshift.ca. You send it over. I'll debate it, man. Uh, the reason I dislike this album is not because it's a bad album. I some of the songs are good. It's mostly just ballads. It's very accessible, and that's the problem. I understand that there comes a point in every band's career where they have to decide: do we stay the course or do we change? And Metallica's decision turned them into one of the biggest bands in the world. Uh, introduce their music to millions of people and I think they made the right call but it breaks my heart because man oh man do I love 80s thrash Metallica old school Metallica is some of the most amazing music to throw your head in you know back and forth it's amazing but with with the the, the nothing else matters unforgiven and it's entertainment it's pretty good you know it just doesn't really hit but I get it I get why this album is loved <laughs> I don't get okay. your perspective, but I'm listening. It's kind of like another hot topic. I don't like the Beatles, personally. I, I just never Ooh. been able to get into the Beatles. Oh, no. But Send I know that the Beatles to Ryan are... And it's the shift.ca, yeah. Yes, I know, way. I know. <laughs> but I don't like the Beatles, but I recognize that the Beatles are probably the most important band in the history of music. See? I recognize that. I just personally don't love them. I do like George Harrison's uh, solo album. All Things Must Pass. I like that album. See, that's so it. counterintuitive to what everybody else I, thinks, but that's cool. I know. Whatever. That's fine. Anyway, uh, Metallica know how important this album is to them, and that's why they put together, brace yourself, a four-hour album of Metallica tribute and cover songs featuring mm-hmm. an absurd 52 artists. And they are weird. This album is fitted with uh, several covers of multiple songs that are the exact same. Some of them are really cool and unique, and some of them are terrible. <laughs> some of them sound like the band, you know, like 
you're the band you, like your every high school kind of has like a band and yep. at the end of their set they would play like a black sabbath or metallica song just to end it it, yep, it, it sounds like that yeah get some credit. so, so they, i would like to do they really change the title of it from black to bulk or is that a no uh, well yeah <laughs> i mean it's spelled album. two different ways actually because at the top in the first line it's it's black but with the k oh, before the c yeah, yeah then, i'm not even sure what album yeah. we're talking about but i knew that you know, kathy did ask on an email she says um why don't you get ryan to read some of his own typos and i said well i replied back to her on the email tonight i said well actually ryan it's like a whole other language and he just he's able yeah. to read it so i yeah, just read through it. i read through it uh um, i i, I, I don't know what really uh, screw with my head to ratty means yeah the ratty friendly rock ready for radio Oh, so Radio when friendly. the band ditched thrash metal for slower, refined, and well, honestly, ratty friendly rock. <laughs> it's ratty. That's a typo. I don't like. Well, I'm ratting on this band right now. I All I right. have to like stress like Metallica. As you were. I love Metallica, guys. I love them clearly, very clearly. Not very clearly. Uh, so I can I can I play you some of these songs now because they're yes, kind of please. Easy. I would like to hear these, or maybe okay. I wouldn't. Uh, Weezer. Weezer, uh, another band that I'm a little lukewarm on, uh, that is very important in the history of music. They did a cover of Enter Sandman, and I think it's terrible because it literally just sounds like them going, all right, yeah, let's, here's Enter Sandman. It doesn't sound like Weezer at all. Um, but at the very end, they do something that made me smile. So l- let's hear Weezer playing Enter Sandman by Metallica. <laughs> Da, never land. Da. Did it, you catch that at the end there? Sounds <laughs> exactly like I would have thought. It sounds exactly yeah. like Weezer doing it. Weezer had a pretty good cover album a few years ago, and that that album had like some pretty cool, unique covers. I was hoping they would give that the treatment here. It's not terrible. It's just, uh, it's not great. Uh, this it's is a terrible. great one though. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Do you guys know Chris Stapleton? Yep, country singer, amazing. He is, yeah, he's probably the best singer in country right now in terms of just pure vocal talent. I, this man, I've seen him live. This man's voice made gave me chills live. Uh, and uh, if if there was any man who was going to do nothing else matters, in fact, this album actually can even be redone country. And I think it would work. Uh, and, and so Chris Stapleson kind of proves that with a heavy country version of Nothing Else Matters. Here it is. <laughs> His voice isn't as big, but I think that they almost need a more of a different treatment on the guitar is not sounding so big, but he's so talented. He's so talented. Uh, but I, I will. I'm gonna actually. You know what? We're gonna, we're gonna come back to to Miley because Miley Cyrus is on this. That's the one I do actually. Know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, do you guys know who Jay Balvin is? I do. Yeah, Latino singer. Jay, yeah, Jay Balvin from Colombia. He's a Colombian uh, rapper, singer, and it's quite amazing. Actually. He did uh, a reggaeton version. Oh God! Of the Unforgiven, and um. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
So I'd like you to hear it and then you tell me what you think. Well, if you're going to remix the guitar, that's dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that there should be more heavy metal sampling in rap now because I kind of, I don't love that, but I like, I think it works in a weird way. I don't know. In defense of J Balvin, he does do some English Spanish hybrid songs too. So if you like the reggaeton, he doesn't, it's not all Spanish. Yeah. He's great. I, I like his stuff. I, I like the complete reimagining because uh, I mean, like a yeah. lot of the other ones are just kind of sort of by the numbers. But I, I do like yeah. an attempt at completely reimagining the song like that. It sounds a little busy yeah. for me. I think you let the guitar. It, yes, it do is the a little work, busy. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, but finally, there are now. I'm not going to go through all 53 of these. I have listened to most of this, oh, and a lot God. of it is pretty forgettable. Yeah. Uh, but Miley Cyrus, along with Elton John. And Yo-Yo Ma and like there's like eight other people on this track do nothing else matters. And I actually think Miley kills it here. This is actually a really amazing cover of this song. Uh, Here it is. I hope you enjoy it because I think it's great. Like she's so amazing. I know the Hannah Montana and all the crazy stuff, dramatic TMZ stuff in her life that she's done. She's hands down one of the truest of stars out there right now, without a doubt. Yeah, I love her. I absolutely love her. She, she, her, I'm so glad she left the whole shock value artist thing behind and now is just living into being Miley. That's because she's great. And I loved Hannah Montana growing up. It was a great show great show you also don't like the Beatles okay all right okay uh we got time to do this (laughs) question Uh, more oh man I'm actually just going for a theme tonight more hot takes okay who is the greatest athlete of all time go athlete you wrote an answer in there but like I mean I think it's subjective yeah just tell me who you think it is Tiger Woods okay Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I no. I can't name a great. Oh, I just. Okay. I refuse. That's fair. Uh, my answer is Michael Jordan. I think when you look at the the history of people and the work they put in to win, Michael Jordan is at the top of that pedestal. I think you could argue there are people who are better at their game than Michael. But like when you read and listen to how hard and what Michael Jordan did to win, it's just ridiculous. Like just listen to this trainer talk about how hard Michael works and how competitive he is. I mean, the most competitive individual I've ever met. Uh, Never wanted to lose at anything. Uh, Always felt like somebody else was going to outwork him. So he wanted to outwork them. Uh, knew what his weaknesses were, knew what his strengths were. Uh, he had a big thing where he used to say, hey, listen, I'm going to turn my weaknesses into strengths. And he did. He did. And obviously, six rings, man. Anything with his name on it is worth a pretty penny. 
And uh, speaking of which, that's our next seg- a big segue into our game for this evening. It is time to play Guess That Prize. Yes. Hey, don't look ahead this time, cheater BK. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I haven't put the price in there. He has no idea what it is. He can't cheat. All right, you know the game. It's Let's play Google. the game, okay? We have a hot <laughs> item on the auction block today. This is a real auction that is happening right now. Leyland's original auction house has a unique piece of Michael Jordan history up for sale. It's not a jersey. It's not a ring. It's not a basketball. It's his underwear. Ew. Yes, I am not joking. Michael Jordan's, Michael Jordan's underwear. underwear is up for auction right now and uh it gets worse so this is a pair of michael jordan's brand of underwear it's not exactly a hundred percent clear as to when he wore this uh his truly historic piece uh but it's more of like a it's like a short it's not like a tidy whitey it's 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 short and uh the starting bid was five hundred dollars uh, there's a there's a there's a piece of information here that I think you should know before you guess. The shorts going up for sale at Leyland's auctions were regularly worn and show signs of quote heavy use. Oh dear God! Yes. What do you think the current bid is at? I will give you a hint. It is under. Thankfully, fifty thousand dollars is under that money. I don't know. I kind of burfed in my mouth a little bit there. Yeah. Okay, under $50,000, more than five hundred. And I noticed that you didn't put it in here because I was looking for DJ BK to scroll ahead. 37500 Why okay. don't I always go first, by the way? This is That's terrible. That's a high bit. That's actually a really good point. Brendan's going yeah. first next time. Well, I mean, I'm trying to scroll through Google here, but I can't find... Uh... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with uh, uh, 17215 You guys are, th- this is a lot of money for a pair of underwear. The The starting bid was $500. The current bid is at $1,299, which is still, I will remind you, big time, someone is paying that for Michael Jordan's underwear. Yeah, that's creepy. Now, if I had, if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, you can have this," and it was Michael Jordan's underwear, I would take it. I would frame it. No, nope. but I would not pay for no. it. No, no, I would. I would not. No, I wouldn't either. No, nope. I worship the man. Yeah, Clearly. also don't like the Beatles. Okay. I defend my Tiger Woods because I don't think anybody's come back from the kind of surgeries and physical breakdown and still win like he has. That's why I say Tiger. No, that's a good point. Yep. Absolutely. Now, Michael and Jordan think, was uh, multi-sport and he played ball too. And that's amazing. So yes, I guess a little yes, bit different. Thanks for listening to the shift podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify and curious cast.ca.